Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Ask a Catholic Dude. My name is Nick, and I am that Catholic Dude. Thanks for tuning in here on Anchor FM or whatever other device or app you may be using. It's a pleasure to have you here, and we're here talking about anything having to do with the Catholic faith, the church, scripture, the tradition, anything. Tradition! From, you know, Fiddler on the Roof, good thing. Anyway... We're talking about all those things and more and taking any of your questions too. Feel free to call in on the Anchor FM app. Just simply go to anchor.fm or download the app on your favorite smart device and feel free to ask me that Catholic dude any question that might be on your mind. Uh, well, I'd like to first wish you all a most blessed feast of the most sacred heart of Jesus. Today, we in the Catholic Church are celebrating the solemnity of the most sacred heart of Jesus. And it's it's really one of those great feasts of the year um, because I don't have to give up meat today. <laughs> that's, not the, that's not the main reason. Um, as all uh, Catholics do, we are encouraged to abstain from meat or abstain from something that we enjoy uh, in order to offer it up to our Lord every Friday. Not just in Lent. Lent, we, we must give up meat. Um, as the church prescribes, but every Friday throughout the year, our bishops have asked us to give up something in union with Christ's sacrifice on the cross, and we make a small sacrifice. But since today is a solemnity, it is a solemn feast today, we are celebrating, we are joyous, meaning I'm going to eat some kind of meat product today. But that is not the main reason that this feast is so awesome. Uh, that's just a sidebar, I didn't mean to get sidetracked, but the, the main reason uh, that this feast is so great is because we're really celebrating the the love that Jesus has for us. And I just want to talk a little bit today about this great feast um, to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. It's it's a beautiful devotion. It, in in the words of my pastor today, um, during Mass, you know, uh, the priest at my parish, he, you know, he said this feast is basically just the love that Jesus has for us manifested, and we can. M- best represent that in the form of a heart. You you look to the secularized version of St. Valentine's Day, which, you know, has hearts with arrows going through it, and it's like, oh, I love you, I love you, you know, be mine. Well, this is like, you know, secular Valentine's Day uh, taken to its full, you know, realization. We are celebrating the love that God has for us. We're celebrating um, Jesus's sacrifice for us and we look to his sacred heart which was pierced you know pierced with a sword it was it was his his side was pierced and blood and water came forth from his side when when he was on the cross for us and we recognize that love today that self-sacrificial love that agape love agape love that 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 full love that Jesus has for us and that full love that we should have for him and for others as well. Cause you know, Jesus told us, you know, love others, love one another as I have loved you. And it's, it, this is just such a beautiful feast because you know, we, we have, we, we're humans. So we have images, you know, many uh, non-Catholic Christians, particularly Protestants um, don't think that images are a good thing. They don't realize that they all have, pictures, images of loved ones hanging up in their houses. Um, I'd be very surprised to find any 
evangelical Christian to not have some kind of picture up, yet there are no images of our Lord in their house. Often, often. I'm not saying always, but often. And it, it's not making a graven image. That's not what that commandment was barring us from. Matter matters. We we remember we're body and soul. You know we don't we 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 are made of matter. So it matters. We're not Gnostics that reject matter. So when we talk about this devotion to the Sacred Heart and often this image of the Sacred Heart with a crown of thorns wrapped around it, with a flame on top symbolizing that burning love, and with the side of the heart cut open with blood and water flowing from it, this isn't a bad thing to reflect on. This is something good to reflect on. And to have an image of Jesus with his sacred heart exposed in our home is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful reminder of the love that Jesus has for us. And, it, you know, even some Eastern Orthodox Christians don't really understand this devotion, sadly. Um, because some people think, well, why are we, you know, why are we putting on a pedestal like this body part of Jesus? It's like, it's... It's imagery. It's symbolic in a way. But in a real way, Jesus was, he was pierced. He really was pierced on the cross, you know. We talk about how, you know, our heart hurts for people. Well, our Lord's heart hurts for those that reject him. And that's where this feast comes from, this feast of the most sacred heart of Jesus. If if we go back into the 1600s, there, this is pretty much where this feast originated from. Uh, St. John Eudes, you know, began, you know, there was always devotion to our Lord's Sacred Heart. And St. John Eudes began this in France, uh, this this celebration. And a few years later, in the year, I want to say it was uh, 16, gosh, I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head right now. It was, it was, it was in the late, uh, late 1600s. Um, Our Lord Jesus appeared to St. Margaret Mary Alacolque. She was uh, a cripple who was cured after praying to uh, for the intercession of Our Lady. And uh, she was granted this favor of being cured um, by Our Lord through Our Lady's intercession. So she thanked God by entering the Order of the Visitation Nuns. And so one day while she was praying, she received visions from our Lord Jesus. And what was amazing was that Jesus appeared with his sacred heart. And what he wanted more, what he wanted to tell her mostly was that he wanted devotion to his sacred heart to, to, you know, just extend throughout the world. Um, I have the date here now. I'm sorry, guys. This this apparition, this particular apparition, uh, took place on June 16th, 1675. It was the octave day, or the eighth day of the feast of Corpus Christi. Corpus Christi, the body and blood of our Lord, which we just celebrated um, last Thursday on May 31st. Most churches moved it to Sunday, but it's it's traditionally celebrated on May 31st. So eight days after that. On the octave day, our Lord asked that this feast be instituted, this feast of the Sacred Heart, in reparation for the ingratitude of men towards that sacrifice that he made for them on the cross. It, it, so it doesn't just you know represent his physical heart. 
it, it doesn't just represent his physical heart, this this image of the sacred heart of Jesus, but his love for all mankind. That's why you usually see a little flame on top of the heart there. And it, it, what what's what's really striking is that he asks for reparation. He he is sad. Like I said, we, we talk about how our heart hurts when when somebody does something that displeases us, when somebody just offends us. Remember, Jesus is true God and true man. He has emotions as well. He he you know, he has dined with people, he has supped with people, he has he has uh ridden in boats with people. Like he knows the human condition because he is human and but he's also God. And so it hurts him when this sacrifice that he made in order to open up the gates of heaven, in order to win our redemption, so many men and women just say, well, forget it, I don't need you, Jesus. And it's painful for him. It's, it's, it's not, it's, it's such an act of ingratitude. Like, like you said, it's, we, we are, we are just not realizing the lengths that Jesus went to save us. Because think about it, God didn't need to, there, there was nothing about that first sin that Adam and Eve made, God did not need to redeem us. There was nothing saying that he had to do this. Jesus did it of his own free will. Jesus did it. He wanted to be in accord with God the Father's will. And so God the Son offered himself up on the cross for us. And for people to reject that sacrifice, it's 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 painful for people to mock him because that's what happens a lot. Jesus is mocked today. And so this special feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, we remember that love and we offer up to him reparation for all those who do not accept that love. So the feast began being celebrated in France. It was a local celebration. And then in 1856, after the French bishops petitioned Pope Blessed Pius IX to extend it to the whole church, the entire universal church, it happened. So in 1856, this uh, feast of the most sacred, uh, uh, the solemnity of the most sacred heart of Jesus was added to the calendar. So now we all celebrate it every Friday um, after the, or after the octave of Corpus Christi or uh, 19 days after Pentecost Sunday. That's when we celebrate this feast. And what was really awesome in these apparitions is that Jesus made many promises to, to St. Margaret Mary. Um, telling her how he would help those who honor his sacred heart. So in other words, those who honor the love that he gave for us on the cross. That's why Catholics and Orthodox and even some Protestants, we gaze upon Christ crucified because love knows nothing greater than this. You know, to give up life for one's friends. You know, and Jesus told us in the Gospels, you know, I call you friends. Of course, he's our king. He is our king. But he calls us friends. He calls us by name to him. Think about it. He calls you by name. And sometimes in our own life, we reject him. You know, we, we're, we're far from him. And we need to come back closer to him. So what's what's really cool about these promises is it's just how reinvigorated it can make you because it makes me reinvigorated and, and I realize that I need to spend more time before the Blessed Sacrament in the Eucharist I need to um, try to make it to Mass more often on weekdays uh, particularly on First Fridays because our Lord promised um, to you know any soul that would receive communion on the first Friday of the month for nine consecutive months, you know, he will grant them the grace to to have that final repentance, you know, to, to ensure that we 
won't even have the thought in our minds to be far from him. And of course, you know, we had to have the right disposition. This isn't just a magic incantation saying, oh, well, okay, go get communion, um, pray to the Sacred Heart, and boom, you're in heaven. No, that's not how it works. You had to have the proper disposition. These these things, these these um, that these devotions that are given to us through the church, they help us because, like I said, we are matter. We we think in terms of matter, so we see these different devotions rising up, such as the First Friday's devotion, because it helps us as humans more concretely focus on Jesus. We need structure as humans. We need direction. So this helps us direct our energies and our our wills, our hearts to Jesus. So that's why it's so important that we get to Mass on, on those first Fridays, that we receive him in the Eucharist because those graces are there and they can be multiplied as long as we have the right disposition, as long as we have that disposition as long as we have that disposition to to love Jesus and to make reparation for those who do not love, do not adore, and do not trust in Jesus. So some of those other great promises that that he gave, and, and there's more than twelve, but the ones that, that most work with us, you know, on an everyday basis. <clears throat> where our Lord first says, you know, I will give to my faithful all the graces necessary in their state of life. So, you know, be we uh, mothers and fathers or priests or, you know, working in the public sector, you know, he, he's going to give us graces necessary um, if, we, if we honor his his sacred heart. Um, also to those that, another promise to those that honor his sacred heart, you know, he'll bring peace to their homes. He'll comfort them in all their sufferings. Uh, he will be their safe refuge against all the snares of their enemies in life and above all in death. Uh, fifth promise, you know, he will bestow abundant blessings upon all their undertakings, upon all their work. So, I mean, and this is, you know, there's a beautiful image of a of an iron worker and he's he's lifted his uh, hand up and bowed his hand down and, or bowed, bowed his head down and he's, he's just praying to Jesus for success and work, asking for blessings on, on work, study. All that, and I know I've I've done that quite a bit. You know, offered up my uh, things that I haven't really wanted to do. I've offered it up to our Lord. You know, either for for uh, in reparation of my sins, or for the souls in purgatory, or in reparation for just all the sins and blasphemies that are you know committed throughout the world each day. Because, um, like I said, people just you know don't care about Jesus, and he's mocked. And you know that's that that that's something that hurts. I mean, could you think of you know giving up? So making some great sacrifice, think of making some great sacrifice for somebody or for some group of people, for a number of people, and for them to reject it. And then not only to reject it, not to only just say no, but to, to rub it in your face, to make fun of you, to mock you. Our prayers can, in a way, console our Lord. Our prayers will make up for the mistakes of those, and hopefully and that's what reparation is, so that hopefully... Our prayers in reparation for their mistakes and their missteps, hopefully the, the grace of our Lord will fall upon them and they'll turn to him. They'll, in turn, come to his sacred heart. And, and there's there's more of these promises uh, that our Lord gave to St. Margaret Mary. He also said that sinners shall find in my heart the source in the infinite ocean of mercy. He says that fervent souls shall, he promises that fervent souls shall mount to high perfection. That these souls that, you know, are already on fire for our Lord, they'll they'll become perfected. They'll become uh, e- even even more holy. 
it, it's 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 just so invigorating. Like I said, I can't even find another word besides that. It was just so invigorating to know that Jesus would even do that for us. You know, uh, He's already given all He has for us, and He He wants to give us even more. He even wants to give us more. Uh, he He further promises to us, you know, for those that 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 have a devotion to His Sacred Heart, to His love for us. You know, He will bless every home in which an image of his heart will be honored. Um, you know, a perfect way for us to gaze upon his sacred heart. And especially if you have children, if they see that in a home from a young age, they'll know that Jesus loves them. They'll see Jesus with that burning heart, that burning desire for them. And they'll realize that Jesus loves them. Um, Jesus also says, you know, tepid soul shall become fervent. You know, even, so even those souls that aren't fervent already, if they're, if they're tepid, if they're lukewarm, if they just start having that devotion to his sacred heart, They'll grow. Jesus will give them the grace to grow. Uh, he also says he'll give priests the gifts of touching the most hardened hearts. And he also promises that those who promote the devotion to the Sacred Heart, they shall have their names written in his heart, never to be effaced. And, you know, and that's, that, that goes right along a perfect par- parallel with Scripture in Revelation where Jesus says, you know, those that are written in the Book of Life, they won't be removed. <clears throat> so to know that Jesus hasn't only written in them in, in the Book, but in his own heart. I mean, what a great feeling that is to to know that to know that he promises us this if we just have devotion to him devotion to that sacrifice and of course like i mentioned that the 12th promise would be uh you know he, he he will grant the grace of final repentance to all those that receive communion on the first friday of the month uh, for nine consecutive months and that's that is just a wonderful wonderful gift of our lord and it encourages us, what that does, it encourages us to get to communion. Because like Jesus said in the Gospels, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you will not have life within you. So he's telling us, okay, well look, look what will happen if you keep coming to me in the Eucharist. Look what will keep happening to you if you don't lose sight of me. You will grow, you will grow in grace, you will grow in love, and you will bring people to me. That's what he's saying. That's that's the wonderful thing about this this solemnity, the most sacred heart of Jesus. So, I, I just hope that you all can reflect on these things a little bit on on this great feast day. It's 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 such such a wonderful feast, like I said, and there's there's nothing unbiblical about it. It's it 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 it, it streams from scripture. It, it really does. You know, you, we've already seen. I've already given some parallels to to what's in scripture and. It, it, the main thing is it doesn't contradict scripture. A lot of people think that anything extra biblical is not necessary to even believe in. And I think we can trust our Lord. We can trust these promises that he made. And we can trust that he'll give us the grace we need always as long as we stay committed to his sacred heart, stay committed to uh, the love that he has for all humanity. So I, I hope that whether you're Catholic or not, you can, uh, you know, make an act of reparation today, uh, especially because um, one may receive a plenary indulgence today by making an act of reparation. Just type in act of reparation to the Sacred Heart of Jesus in Google, <clears throat> and you'll see the prayer there. Uh, if it's publicly recited, we can receive a plenary indulgence uh, for our, our own souls or for a soul in purgatory. And like I said, it's just a beautiful chance to recognize that love Jesus had for us on the cross and it's a beautiful opportunity to 
you know, say thank you. So take advantage of this feast today. And I guess you can eat a little bit of meat too. <laughs> if that's what you give up or whatever your, your usual penances on Fridays, you know, go ahead and do that. Um, cause it's a day to rejoice. It's a day to be thankful. So, you know, keeping all those things in mind, uh, I wish you guys a wonderful day. Have a great weekend. Uh, happy Friday too, <laughs> but most importantly, have a, um, a happy and a most blessed solemnity of the sacred heart of Jesus. So, until next time, guys, name is Nick, I'm That Catholic Dude, and I'll see you next time here on Ask a Catholic Dude. Take it easy.